You know I'm gonna get you. Yeah. Whatever it takes to Hello everyone and welcome back to Not the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. No 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 no. Welcome back to the Basement Talk Podcast. I am Bird. Joined as always on this wonderful program. Brought to you in part by Portland, Oregon. Jake Simone. Jake, this isn't the mailbag, but it's our it's our second love. Well, third love, if you want to say mailbag is our second love, and then our first love, of course, being Portland, Oregon. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I was getting a little tired of the mailbag, to be honest with you. I'm uh, not a good fantasy year for me, so um, gl- glad to be done with that and reconsidering uh, all options. <laughs> this offseason so the views of this rogue host are not the views expressed by the basement talk podcast family of podcasts um how are you living life man can't complain good good wishing it were 90 degrees instead of 50 well 40 yeah i mean i gotta be honest with you it don't really feel like january here no it feels it like it feels like march or april honestly i get yeah. april vibes in the morning especially i can go out yeah. to my car at like eight o'clock in the morning i'm like wow like I'm just wearing like a, a hoodie or something. Like I'm not wearing like my uh my big winter coat that often. Uh, it's who knows. And we haven't had the four letter S word yet. Don't don't even. Nope. Nope. Not going anywhere. I mean the rain that they're all getting in uh, in in California. If we have any California listeners, hopefully you are all safe. Um, but all of that rain. I thought all of that rain was going to come all the way across the country, and that was going to be our our big one. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought, but what is coming down on Thursday is what the rain is that they were getting in California. This this is that. Got so, it. Got it. Thank God. Thank God it is not it is not snow. But this is the Basement Talk podcast, and because it is just the Basement Talk podcast, we are going to talk about as little football as humanly possible. Obviously, we have Wild Card Weekend. We will be talking about Wild Card Weekend, but we are talking about the NBA. Because we all know we want to talk about the NBA, we want to talk about the Knicks, we want to talk about the Nets, we want to talk about everything that's going on within the National National Basketball Association. Um, but there is something that we do here on this program, a tradition, one would say, and it's not going to be a legitimate deep sleeper because Jake and I have the same deep sleeper. So really, it's just a segment of what we were both going to be talk talking about. Uh, there is a program on MTV. It is called The Challenge. I have mentioned it many a time on this podcast. I have mentioned it on this podcast to Jake. Jake has said that he was going to check out this program. He was going to watch it, and he was going to report his findings. Jake, would you like to report your findings? Phenomenal program. I, I You know... I can't even think of a better one at this rate. I'm just seriously, I don't know where the challenge came from. I'm just so glad it's in my life and we're just going from there. I can't stop watching. I'm currently on uh total badness, which you say is the best season. I'm going to be honest with you. It's a little, it's not that great so far. What episode it's, are you only, on? it's uh, or, well, I'm not, ta- don't also don't tell me anything that happens in it. Cause you spoiled a very big thing for me last night. You know, <laughs> I mean, come on, but um, I think I'm on like episode seven or eight. I'm on the, what just happened? Um, Jordan just went home. That's what okay. happened. Okay. Which all right. So you're soon. you're getting you're getting up to to the to the good part. Yeah. But yeah. total total madness is, is is my favorite season. It is my favorite season because we have bananas and we have we have less. Um, but obviously we were talking about the challenge. We we're talking. This will be the challenge segment that we that we are doing on this on this part of the show. And the way we're going to lead into talking about the challenge is not necessarily talking about just seasons in generally. Jake and I have decided that we are going to do a challenge draft because we just love drafts and the world seems to revolve around drafts. So here's how we're going to do it. It's going to be two teams of 12. So there are going to be 24 participants. Each team must have six guys and six gals. So they have to be even. Now, say I get the first pick, which 
I'm going to just because I have my name down first on the piece of paper. I say a guy first. Jake then has to say a guy's name. But then in the snake, he gets the first pick in round two. He can then say a girl's name if he wants. Then I have to say a girl's name. Or he could just stick with the guys. And then I have to follow suit and say a guy's name. And then it just continues all throughout the draft. Got it. And let me just give out the ceremonial first pick. And first pick in everybody's hearts, mine and yours particularly, um, over any challenger. Because wouldn't be the challenge without TJ Lavin. Just, I, I'm going to get emotional talking about TJ Lavin. My life would be without TJ Lavin. Take care of yourself. It's been such a, what a guy. He's just, he's an incredible guy. Best host ever. I <laughs> picked up, picked up off of the BMX track. It was like, hey, you want to host a challenge? The rest was history. Seriously, though, I wouldn't watch the challenge if TJ Lavin wasn't the host, I think. I Honestly, I do think that they have a host that would be lined up to take TJ's place if he ever were to stop doing it. But he said he doesn't want to. He said he doesn't want to. But if they ever, if TJ, for whatever reason, were going to go away, there are definitely people who could do it. And the the one that makes the most sense is probably uh, Mike Mizanin, the Miz. I thought it would be Bananas. But Bananas is another great choice, considering he has his own TV show, and so yeah. does uh, so does Mike Mazanin. But those, I have a great those, one. those are the two. I have two great ones here. Sure. But three, actually. Number one, Pat McAfee. That's a great choice. Number two, George Kittle. Hmm. Okay. And how about Gronk? That's another very good shout. I feel like all three would be electric. The last two are very outside the box, but 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 I like it because the personalities do fit. They do fit. You need to have that like WWE, like someone that someone that could be goofy. Yeah, but you see, TJ isn't though. TJ, you just, oh TJ can like, be. He can be, but like you know, his mind is fifty thousand feet ahead. Yes, he can. He could flip a switch so easily, so easily be- between goofy and not goofy. Yeah, like when. When it's trivia day, oh, that's that's peak TJ. That's peak TJ. TJ but loves himself a day, nice trivia day. Elimination. Oh, that's serious. That's serious. And if somebody if somebody just flat out quits, which I have seen many a time, woof, woof. He lets him hear it. TJ does not like a quitter or throws a challenge or th- oh yes, oh yes, yes. That's when. That that's when the bad TJ comes out, yeah, and rightfully so. So Jake, are you ready to draft? Yep, you can. You if you want to go first, the floor is yours. Whatever you want, my man. I'm going with the seven time champ. I'm going with bananas. I'm going with my favorite challenger, CT. Ah, oh, Jake. You think I was gonna let you get CT and bananas on the same team? No, not really. But fuck me. Yep. All right, Jake, you have the next pick, round two. I have to go with this guy because I hate him, but you, we're just going based off of who, not who we like, but who we think would win, would win, a, would go to a final. Like, let's just say this is a war, yes. uh, world of war, or whatever you call it. I'm, I'm new yeah. to the program. Excuse me. War of the worlds. I have to pick him because he's so good. Jordan. Yeah. He, he, I told you, he's, he's very, very he, good. I, I cannot stand him, though. See, I, I, I'm I'm a big Jordan guy. I, I mean, I get it. Jordan he has he, do, he has a disability. Like, you know, obviously, I'm very sensitive towards people with disabilities by all means. But like, you know, you don't want to see. I, I, you know, what I'm saying. He's like, oh, like you know, never stop me. But like, he just kind of like flaunts it to a point where it's like, all right, we we get it. You know, that doesn't give you the right to be you know a jerk to anybody. Like, all right. Like respect and all, but still, like no. The, you, the you narrative has changed significantly over w- with Jordan. I know this current this current season, um, because I don't think I'm spoiling too much. Well, he just went home. And I saw that. So right. Well, I'm talking about the current season that's airing right now. Oh, him, okay. him, and Tori are no longer engaged. I, I knew not, that. Yeah, I'm not spoiling that. Um, 
And let's just say that having those two in the house together is a little bit pretentious as as it, normally, sure it would be. as it normally would be. I mean, just pick out any ex that you have and then imagine having to live with them for seven weeks and competing against them. Um, it would be as you would probably expect and then add on to the fact that they were engaged to be married. So, yeah, I could definitely understand where there would be some sort of pretension there. Um me personally, I, I was very much in the Jake camp where I was very anti-Jordan Wisely, but I've turned. I've turned significantly where I, I, I get Jordan and I like him. I like him a whole heck of a lot. Um, CT, uh, CT is just my favorite. Ch- you, you, He's the best. Like, he He's the he best. has to be. He, 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 is, he is the best. He's not the best challenger because that for me is bananas. I mean, I really think I think it might have to be CT. I, CT, you can't make you can't make any too too terrible of an argument. For CT. I don't think bananas would ever beat CT in elimination. No, no, I don't think he, I don't think he has. I just think um, back to the the flashbacks of bananas of a uh, CT carrying bananas on his absolutely back. ragdolling bananas. Oh my god, yeah, ab- absolute massacre. Um. But the thing, the thing with CT is what I will say about him is that he is, without a doubt, the most likable challenger. Oh, like, without I think a doubt. It, it is very easy to root for CT, and I'm not spoiling this either, but I'm just saying in future seasons that you are going to watch, he forms probably the most lovable duo in challenge history of CT and Big T and it is amazing. All right, I'll that keep that CT in, in mind. CT and Big T two total opposites. I think Big T's rookie season actually she was just total went home madness. with a toe injury. Yes, so her rookie her rookie year was total madness. But CT and Rogan are in a very good duo right now. I also like Rogan a lot, but I think Rogan's Rogan kind of he kind of goes under the rule. Well, I don't want to take up too much time here, but yeah. Well, we're talking. We're talking about it, so why not? Right. And we don't have to get. We can get this done in however long we want. Um, and then bananas. Ba- ban- bananas is the greatest challenge champion of all time. Not there yet with them, just not. Uh, well, I'm going to take probably if it's not bananas or CT, that is the best male challenger of all time. It is going to have to be the, uh, as Johnny Bananas would say, the uh, ginger bearded freak, Wes Berkman. I love Wes, but I had to take Jordan. I couldn't. I couldn't let Jordan and Bananas be on the same team. Wow! But you're gonna let me. You're gonna let me have Bananas and Wes. Yeah, they're I know. going to. That... They're going to politic their way through the game. Yeah, but man, Jordan don't lose eliminations unless it requires something with a grip. Fair, and That's still fair. could win. That's fair. <laughs> um, I kind of think it's my time to take a lady, and. There are a few that that are on the top of my head, um, but I'm gonna go for probably a current pick, maybe one of the most dominant women on the challenge currently. I'm gonna go with Casey. Okay, beast. Good pick. She's an absolute beast. So my first, my first lady. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose Casey. So I have to go with the lady now. Yes, you have to go with the lady. I mean, for the sake of the game, I'm going to go with Jenny. Mm. I mean, I love, I love Jenny. She's an absolute beast, too. I mean, no, she's a machine. And Jenny, yeah. she, she's an absolute beast. I have to go, Jenny. Um, all right. So I start off this round. I mean, I'm going to take him because. He holds such a special place in my heart. This may break your heart. I feel like we have to pick at least one or two people where, yeah, they may not be the best, but we just love them. Kyle. Ah, god damn it. I mean, how can you not love Kyle? Kyle's the best. My my birthday buddy. What an honor it must be to share the same date of birth as Kyle. I tell you, there are... There's one person on this planet that is just better at being born on June 21st, and it is Kyle Christie. That the, the man, wa- the man is just, he, he's incredible. 
I just love when he's like, yeah, let them do all, you know what I'm saying? He's just like, let them go at it. <laughs> he's like, they're pretty good. They're going to be <laughs> over there and I'm going to be taking a back seat and just letting them go at it. <laughs> I love the best one. He has the, uh, the issues with Cara. <laughs> it's- I mean, listen, Paulie said that he wanted to take care of him in elimination. When Kyle was down there, Paulie was not. Paulie was silent. Yep. I and love it would Kyle. Have been, that would have been must-see TV to see Kyle and Paulie just settle the score once and for all. I love Kyle. He He's welcome on my challenge team any single season. Now I have a, now I have a decision to make because I know who I want to take next. I'm going to go with more power. I'm going to go with with the next challenge champ again. I'm just loading my team up with champs. I'm going with Darrell. Yeah, Darrell was on my list as well. I just, I knew you were going to take Kyle eventually, so I couldn't let you have him. Of course I was going to take Kyle eventually. Kyle's my guy. Darrell's a beast. Darrell is, he's a beast. He is an absolute beast. And even then, he keeps coming back. He keeps competing in challenges, and he is no slouch. And people are going to go after him because he is so damn good. Yeah. So then, my next pick. I want to go. Do go I female want... time. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with a lady. Um. I'm gonna go with. I don't know if you've met her yet. I don't know if her rookie season was total madness or not. Um, but I'm gonna go with Amber. Haven't met her yet. Amber is socially, she is not the best player, but in terms of elimination, she is she is an elimination queen. So I'm gonna go with Amber. And and for what for what it's worth, Amber, who did she learn all of her challenge stuff from? This isn't spoiling anything really. Um, her rookie season. She was partnered with Darrell. Interesting. Yes. I'm also uh, going to pick a protege of somebody on your team. Yep. I'm going with the who learned everything from Wes. Unfortunately, she is canceled, but I will put I will put D on that. Love D. She's she's another beast. Yeah. She is a beast. She can hold her own with any any of the top ladies, without a doubt. All right, and your next your next pick. So, just to recap, you have three guys and two gals. All right, so I guess I'll start it up with the gals again. Okay, I have to go with. I mean, she's also canceled, but I have to take Camilla. Okay. I mean, how can you not? Another beast. Another beast. beast. Um, I'm gonna make sure that we have um. The X's really good. I guess really can call this, you know, battle of the X's, really. Um, because you have Jordan and I'm gonna take Tori. Yeah. So it feels like you have more of the bet you have the better girl guys, in my opinion. I feel like the girl side is definitely with me. I think. I don't really know too much about Amber. You have more you have more size, you have more size with the women. And also more I mean, physicality with the women. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these, now, these... now I'm going to contribute to my political game with someone that I know you want because you love him. I love him. I have to take someone that could do their talk, uh, do all yep. the talking, yep, maneuver yep. Perfect. all over the, the place. Second best talker in the history of the challenge, in my opinion, Devin. Yep. Master manipulator. Him, yes. I, I'm telling you, him and Wes are like the same people. They are, which is why I'm going to now have both of them on my team. Well, I have to go with a big beast. Okay. Because you have a ton of beasts. Mm-hmm. I have to take Derek K. Oh, okay. Sleep. Yeah, you want to talk? You want to talk about a guy that doesn't quit? I mean, it's a sleeper pick. He. I need. I need beasts to compete with with your guys. I think him and CT. There would be some yeah. wars. There will be some wars for sure. So I have him and CT. Who else do I have? You. So your team, I'll read the teams out. So I have Johnny Bananas, Wes, Casey, Darrell, Amber, Tori, and Devin. You have CT, Jordan, Jenny, Kyle, beautiful Kyle Christie, 
D, Camilla, and Derek Kay. Wow. Imagine this is a season. We're not even done yet. No, and 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 uh Derek Kaczynski as well. He actually goes back and he's on the all-star season that's on Paramount. Heard about that. So I'm gonna give it a look. Yeah, so when you're when you're all caught up with this and you're on like the current season now and when there's nothing to do during the week, yeah, it's when you go and you watch All Stars. Okay. So you are up. You have four guys and three gals. I have to go with the gal. Um I'm not taking Cara. I hate her. You can have her. I just don't want to look at her. I, I, I can't stand her. I wasn't thinking about taking Kara myself. Yeah, honestly, I think she's a fraud, too, for what it's worth. I think she just skates by. Um, Listen, we're talking about beasts. This is my favorite beast in the entire game. Okay. The Barbie beast. I'm taking Jenna. Okay. It's not a bad pick. Barbie beast. That's not a bad pick at all. Um. Oh, boy. So... I have a few that are on my mind. I have to pick a lady. Um, I'm going to go with one that's not talked about enough. Hasn't been on the challenge in a while. Do I know this, her? Yes, you do. Okay. Yes, you do. Kill a cam. Yeah, I know kill a cam. She dates back all the way to my are you the one days. Yes, and she is now, uh, I believe, with, married with Leroy. Yes. Second place, second place honorable mention participation. Leroy, I call him because he's just <laughs> not good enough. I mean, it's not even to be mean, but the problem with Leroy is his game is always it just he's just too blind and oblivious to realize that he's just a pawn in bananas' game every single it's season. True. That's true. all he is. So now we are evened up, four guys, four gals. We have four rounds left. I'm going to go with a challenge OG. I'm going with the Godfather. I'm going with Mark Long. See, that's unfair. I don't know who the hell that is. Oh, Mark. Mark is the original challenge king. So I'm going to go with Mark. I'm So I'm, I'm going to go with the guy because you were first, right? Yes, you get to go with the guy. I think this guy could have been one of the best challengers ever. Hunter Barfield. Okay. Great guy. Just got completely screwed by one of the worst human beings on God's green earth, Ashley. <laughs> Can't stand her. She, I'm telling you, there's a special place for her. You know what I, if you know what I'm saying, I sincerely mean that she's, she's going places. Hopefully Ashley doesn't listen to this. I can't stand her. She's welcome to come on. And, you know, I'll let you do that interview. <laughs> I love Hunter though. I feel, I felt so bad for him. So next, you're up. Um, should I put Ashley on the <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with... You have one guy left. You have two gals left. All right, so I'm going to go with the gal. Okay. I'm going to take another beast. Okay. And I feel like I need some type of alliance here. I'm going to take Kayla. Okay. Jenna, Kayla, that's... That's very good. So then I need to pick another gal, and I am going to go with – I'm going to go with the Alliance here. She is currently dating Casey, and she is yep. ride or dies in the current season with Johnny Bananas. I'm going to go with Nani. She's not a good challenger, though, in my opinion, from what I've seen. See, but I you kind of need those. I think, Nani, I think Nani is – yeah, I don't know. I don't really see anything special. She has her niche. She has her niche. All right, so I so got one I'm more up. guy left. I'm up. I, we have one guy left, and we have one gal left. Uh, I'm going to go with my guy, and I believe the season that you are watching right now, this is his rookie season, so this is very fair. I'm going to go with Fessy. Yeah, I like him. I'm going to go with Fessy. I'm so torn right now for my last guy. I'm I'm very torn. There's there are a lot of big names that we haven't said for the guys. I need to I need to negate your best asset in my opinion. I need somebody that's going to not be afraid to make tough decisions, 
and getting ahead of somebody on your team. It's Tony time. I'm taking Tony. Okay. The most savage move in the history of the challenge when Tony sent Johnny Bananas into elimination. He was pissed. (laughs) Rightfully so. You could have fried a freaking egg on Johnny Bananas' head when he saw when he learned that he was going into elimination. Yeah. And got sent home by Devin, of all people. Of all people. Of all oh. people got, got sent in by Devin. And Tony sent them there. <laughs> so now you need one more. You need one more lady. Hmm. I like my ladies a lot. I'm going to take another beast with size in a good good way. You know, I'm not I'm not the type of person. I'm taking Maddie. Okay. And I'm going to go with Laurel. Yeah, Laurel, I can't stand. You can have her. I can't stand Laurel either. But she is a beast. I'm surprised you didn't pick Josh. Why would I do that? I don't need any any people crying on my team. God, he, he is the most emotionally unstable person I think I've ever seen. Honestly. <laughs> so he, how did he win a how did he win a show that's all about politics when he has no ability to politic? I mean, really. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. You have to politic and Big Brother, and he managed to do it, yet comes on to the challenge and just cries the entire time. Every single up, I'm like, he's crying it's again. It's amazing. I, it, the, the part I'm paused on right now is with him cry, literally crying at the bar because he tried fighting, uh, what's his name, Swaggy C, I think is his name. Oh, Swaggy P. Yeah, something like that. But he tried fighting him, and he, he's. I've counted, he's cried four times already this series. Swaggy C, yes, because his yeah. first name is, is Christopher. That's right. It's like, why are you crying, Josh? So some big names that you that you left out that I want to I want to ask you about one one of them, which I know is one of your faves. I know you left out Nelson. I love Nelson. I couldn't. I I wanted to. I wanted to put the young bucks together, but dude, I can't. If I'm trying to win, like, how do I not? Have, I can't let Jordan be on the same team as as Johnny Bananas, bro. I mean, fair come on. with fair. Uh, no, that can't happen. And also, like, dude, I needed some beasts. You got some heavy hitters over there. I got to go with the guy like Derek Kay, even though I don't really love Derek Kay. So the final teams, Jake has CT, Jordan, Jenny, Kyle. Kyle Christie has my whole heart. D, Camilla, Derek Kay, Jenna, Hunter, Kayla, Tony, and Maddie. I have Bananas, Wes, Casey. Darrell, Amber, Tori, Devin, Cam, Killer Cam, Mark, Nani, Fessy, and Laurel. I like my team's odds. I do. I really like my team. I, I really think, like this I think team your team has the better politicians. I don't know, man. I think if we if my team gets into elimination, like I've got some beasts for the eliminations. I would trust I would trust Fessy. Against anybody on your team, maybe with the Even exception of CT, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. It depends what kind of it depends what kind of elimination it is. If it's a pu- if it's know. a puzzle, if it's a puzzle, my God, have mercy on my soul. But if it's like a hall brawl. Woof, woof. I don't know, dude. I, I even Derek K. Man, you ever seen when he was a mercenary coming on against Joss? I don't know if you remember him. Of course I do. Of course I remember. That was Joss. probably like the most legendary elimination. Hmm. Yes, with I, the. Uh, I, was it that wasn't with the pole wrestle, was it? No, it was in um uh, I think it was called fi- I think it was the final reckoning. It was final right re- or oh, it was vendettas. That's what it was. It was it vendettas. Was when, they were it was, in, it was when they were in the pit. It wasn't pole wrestling, though. It was literally where it was it wasn't pole wrestling, though. It was something. It was when they know. were rest they were wrestling with each other and they had they had like the thing in their hand and they had to grab it out of the out of the other person's hand. Okay, so it might have been it might have been pole wrestling then. But I yeah, think so, because yes, it's, it's one of the most iconic beat, ever. They beat the living shit out of each other. Like them like I think guys. they said in real time, I think that elimination lasted almost two hours. And the heart yeah, they did. And the hardest fi- and Derek Kay won the hardest final I've seen to date. I mean the dirty thirty final was unreal. Yeah. Yeah, and the I will say that the total madness final is Oh, it's gonna be insane. I mean they're living in a freaking bunker. Is gnarly. Yeah, that, that one was that one was nuts. But yeah, so man, I will I, I will say this. 
I will say this, and I won't say anything more. I believe, and I could be very wrong on this, but I believe that Total Madness Final is the one and only final that they have in the snow. Well, I believe it. It is a full-on blizzard. I know. I can't When they are wait. doing this final. I can't wait. But yeah, it, it did pain me to leave off some people, man. Uh, like, I really wanted to put Corey and Nelson on the team. Those were the two that stand out. I really wanted to put Anissa on the team, but... Mine was Georgia. I mean, how do you not love Georgia? I love Georgia. Other than Georgia. the fact that she... And I can't stand Bear either. No, no. we Bear, Bear is canceled. Bear is canceled. And another guy that I really wanted to put on this team but couldn't just because he would absolutely destroy team chemistry, Turbo. Oh, Turbo. I, exactly. He just has no sense of team chemistry. You None. look at the guy the wrong way, he's fighting you. Correct. Correct. You, you're, you're, you're getting swung at. You're getting swung at. I, I couldn't have that, especially you, with Jordan. With Jordan, you could, with, not, with have, Jordan, you could no. not have Turbo. I'm telling you, man, you send bananas. That, if bananas get sent to uh, elimination, I'm sending Coney in there. We got to get Tony back ages. on the challenge. Battle for the ages. Or Hunter. Or Hunter. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't going to pick Ashley, but if they ever, they ever were going to do uh, a cross-gender elimination, um, Ashley versus Hunter, yeah. They already did. They did that, though, in the uh, – in uh, World uh, – what do you call it? it was the season after when she took all the money from him. They did. Uh, it, it was it was two versus two where Hunter Hunter was partnered with Georgia and Ashley was partnered with somebody else that I don't even know. Oh, that was and, um, and another honorable mention too. I might put it out there is Theo. He's sneaky good at eliminations. Yes, very yes. sneaky. Yeah, and he and he's he's tall. Yep, he's athletic. He could run a fucking mile. Yeah. You better hope, though, that there's no puzzles with Tori. She's brutal at puzzles. Well, that's why I have Devin. Yeah, Devin's the puzzle guy. That's why, uh, Wes, they are, out of all these guys that we have that we have on the teams, there are three puzzle kings. Four. Four puzzle kings. Darrell can, Darrell can do a puzzle. Wes is king at a puzzle. Devin is king at a puzzle. At a puzzle. And the best puzzle player... Ever in the challenge, CT. Yeah. He destroys a puzzle. The swimming challenge, though, I put myself at a disadvantage with the, these a brutal swimmer. But outside of that, I'm trying to think. Yeah. I feel very, no, I feel no feel very confident. Killa Cam is a swim. Cam is not a great swimmer. No, she's not. Which is why we have which is why we have Darrell. Yeah, we have Darrell that I could save the day. I'm trying to think, I feel like I have a good. Oh, Tony's a great swimmer. Yeah, he is. Ah, uh, the best scene was when when Bananas didn't have his vendetta, and all of a sudden you see Tony coming out. He's like, "Oh, it's Tony time!" I'm like, "Oh god!" It was supposed to be Devin, and that was another reason was why I don't like Devin. bananas either. The bananas went way too low at Devin that season. Talking about yes. his father that just passed away, I'm like, "Nah, I don't like bananas." I'm gonna be honest with you. I he's starting to grow on me a little bit. But I think he was just really humbled because Bananas hasn't been to a final that I've watched. I think nope. I, I, he hasn't been in one. No, nope. up to up to where you're at. No, he has not been. He has not been to a final because the last final that Bananas was in, if I can find it, the last final was Free Agents, I believe. Yeah. So I I haven't seen. I haven't seen anything, but we all have people. Everybody that we have has been to a final, correct? Oh, no, no. Bananas Bananas won uh, Rivals 3. I didn't watch that one. Oh, that was when that was when Bananas. He took the money from Sarah. Yeah, when he took the money from lines. Sarah. I'm going I'm to take the money and run, Deej. Yep, when he, took, when he took the money from Sarah. Yep. Yeah. How, I'm telling you, Hunter should have threw that final. He knew what was going to happen, too. Yeah. Absolutely, he should have he thrown that. Should have thrown it. Oh, what are you going to do? That was a fantastic, fantastic challenge discussion. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure we'll, we'll come up with some more, I'm sure. Oh, we absolutely will, especially when you catch up. When you, when you, when you catch up. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. So just one last comment. Sure. 
protect TJ Lavin at all costs again. Amen. Him and him and Kyle. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's talk. Let's do. What do you want to do? You want to do NBA? You want to do wild card? Uh, NBA first. We could just go with our picks at the end. I think. Sure. Sure. All right. So let's talk. Let's talk some NBA. And where do you want to start? You want to start with the Nets or you want to start with the Knicks? Don't matter to me. We'll start with. Uh, I guess we'll start with my team. They play tonight against the Celtics. I mean, what can you say? I really. I even I didn't think it would turn around this much. No, no. I mean, the Nets nine and one in their last 10, 20 and seven against the Eastern Conference, only two games back of the Celtics. They've completely changed after Steve Nash got fired. I mean, listen, I'm not a I'm not a Nets fan. I will never root for the Brooklyn Nets ever in my life. But even I was on this podcast saying that Steve Nash was the problem. He is not a good coach. And Anybody who gives Steve Nash an opportunity to coach after seeing what the Nets are doing without him, uh, that that is just the recipe for how you create a losing franchise. So I would expect them to be the next head coach next year. <laughs> 23 and six under Jacques Vaughn. I mean, how do you have an NBA coach of the year ballot without Jacques Vaughn on it? I don't think he can. I, it's just the job he's done with not only the team that he took over, just that fracture. He repaired the most fractured locker room that I can remember. Sure. In quite some time. I mean, these guys truly did not want to play with each other. You yeah, have KD they were, they were ready out. to pack it in until Kyrie was a free agent and then work it out from there. Yep. They were ready to just pack it in. Jock Vaughn's like, listen, and this is, and obviously I know a lot more, you know, I follow the team every day. It's just Jock Vaughn literally just got the guys together and said, we're going to, we're just going to simplify everything. Enough of these extensive shoot arounds extent. They barely practice this team. He's just saying, Let's just show up and play. Let's stop worrying about the playoffs. Let's stop worrying about, you know, winning a championship. Let's focus on the game tonight. And everything we're doing, we're going to water it down. We're going to have get back to having fun out there. And our ta- we have enough talent where we're going to win a lot of games in the NBA. I mean, let, let's just call it how it is. Is there How many teams are actually trying to win in the NBA today? Ten? If that. If that. If that. And the majority, so, the majority of them are probably in the in the Western Conference. I mean, you have one team that's definitely trying to win in the Warriors, and they're the eighth seed in the West. And you really have a team now that prioritizing defense. It almost kind of reminds me of, and it's ironic when you think about it. Um, it kind of reminds me of the Celtics from last year when Ime Udoka took over for Brad Stevens. That's really what it reminds me of. In a way. Definitely is because you had Brad Stevens. They never seemed like they were going to get over that hump with Brad Stevens. There was always something holding them back. Uh, Jason Tatum, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum Tatum and Jalen Brown were never really seeing eye to eye. People were saying it wasn't going to work. And they just got, they just lost in five to that Nets team the year before. And Ime Yudoka comes in, they prioritize defense. They start believing in one another. That's kind of what we're seeing with Jacques Vaughn. So what a job well done. Is there anything that the Nets really need? They they need help. They need two areas, in my opinion. They need another wing, a power forward type that can guard one to five, in a sense, primarily guards and wings. It's a little unrealistic to expect them to hold their own against true centers if the team goes small, sure. Um, but they definitely could use another wing. I, the guy I look at is Kyle Kuzma. I think that's the ideal fit. Uh, expiring contract won't cost you a ton, in my opinion. He's not returning to the Wizards. Um, and then, obviously, a true center, whether that be just a cheap trade or a buyout, a, a guy that comes to my mind. And this is this guy won't necessarily be uh, an integral rotation piece. It'll be a guy that if you run into Philly or you run into Miami with Bam, Joel Embiid, who else we got in the East? Um, the New York Knicks with Mitchell Robinson. Oh, how can I forget? I mean, or if, I mean, the Bucks always play pretty big too. They have a lot of size. Yeah. I mean, it could even just be like an Andre Drummond if he's on the uh, buyout market or somebody cheap. But a guy like Kuzma, they will make a move. They're they're being very aggressive with trying to make a move, um, right now. So yeah, they see now, an opportunity. Now, what's what's the temperature on Ben Simmons amongst the the Nets fans? Because obviously, he's someone that divides a lot of opinion. We love Ben. NBA circles. Um, I think this year he's definitely just 
for lack of a better phrase, he's shut up and dribbled and he's played his role. And we talked about this when the Nets traded for Ben Simmons. It was a perfect fit for him because you had Kevin Durant, you had Kyrie takes the responsibility of having to score at a high volume every single night. It takes that weight off of him and he could do what he does best. And that's defend at an all NBA level. I tell you what, man, a lot of Nets fans love Ben Simmons. Um, the the real the, the, obviously there's a couple of guys that just you know look at the, the stat sheet at the end of games, but um, let me explain to you what what Ben Simmons has brought to the team. He's been taking on the toughest defensive assignments night in and night out, and yes, yes, I mean absolutely. You think back to that uh, Cleveland game uh, two weeks ago, held Donovan Mitchell to like 13 or 14 points. This guy just scored 71 points in a game, the quietest 71 points of all time. Yep. So Ben Simmons is not only doing that; he's helping them on the glass. Um, he's helping them push tempo on fast breaks when the Nets get on the run with Ben Simmons leading the way. It's it's really a, a work of art. You have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant with the numbers with the three of them. And this, this is something that didn't get talked a lot about. The numbers with Simmons, Irving, and Durant is way better than the numbers with James Harden. Oh, absolutely. So the three of them work. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a lot easier statistically and just with, you know, just doing basic math, it's a lot easier when you have three stars, but only two of them are really responsible for handling the ball. When you have one of those stars, that's completely okay with, all right, I'll, I'll be the distributor here. I'll be the defender here. Yeah, I don't need to have to touch the ball on every offensive possession. That works. That absolutely works. And you had not... Not to the exact T, but you had James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant that all did the same thing, which was they are better players when they have the ball in their hands. Whereas with Ben Simmons, he's a much better off-ball player than he is an on-ball player. Now, he could he could make any pass that you want. Um, I just don't want him taking shots, but when he has to, when he has to take a shot, he's going to take it. Not all going to go in, but... It's just understanding the role that Ben Simmons has in this team. It's completely different from the role that it was in Philadelphia, where it was Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Now it's Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving with Ben Simmons. One last little note here about Ben Simmons. The Nets sure. are three and seven when Ben Simmons makes a free throw. They're 13-1 when he doesn't make a free throw. <laughs> I mean, it that not that something? But I don't want to really undersell it here. And I get it. Everybody else. And also a big shout out to Nick Claxton. He has just become the defensive anchor for this team and has kind of been yeah. like the Robert Williams for that Celtics team last year. He's, just, he's excelled. And, he, and you were yep. calling for him to play more minutes last year. I Seriously, I have no idea how he was. Like, I've been calling for Nick Claxton to play more for about three years now. I'm like, this guy can guard one to five. He can guard guards. He can guard wings. He can guard centers. What are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, it just took Jacques Vaughn having a clue for, for Nick Claxton to excel. But l let's not undersell it here. This team would not be where they are today if they didn't have Kevin Durant playing like the best player on the planet. KD's out for a month now. I think they're in a much better position this year than they were in years past when Durant went down because of leadership, coaching, and honestly, just a much better roster. I mean, you look around. They didn't have like a guy like T.J. Warren in years past. They didn't have like a Utah Watanabe on a, a non-guaranteed contract. So, or a Seth Curry who can create his own shot. You know, he's a Curry. He can shoot for crying out loud. So I think they're well equipped to to go for a month. I mean, if they could just play at a 500 level, they're going to be a top three seed in the Eastern Conference. Yes, oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. And even if they're playing, even if they don't play 500 ball and they're playing even sub 500 ball. When Kevin Durant gets back, I mean, this is a team that'll probably still finish with 50, 55 wins, and you're still talking about them being either the three or even the two seed in the Eastern Conference. I mean, that's just how good this this team is. We need one of the first two seeds, though. I, I don't want to see Boston until the conference finals. That's That team is a matchup nightmare. Let me tell you something. Milwaukee is not scaring me as a Nets fan. I, I would take Milwaukee on. Remember... Nets were up 2-0 in that series before Kyrie Irving got hurt. And they were up by 50 at one point. And I was at that game where they were up by 50. I think I think the Bucs do scare me because they they turn it on 
towards the end of the year. I think something's you said missing it. with them. They don't have the same swagger. And also, who knows how healthy Chris Middleton is? I think Chris Middleton's looking for an extension too. No, yeah, that's also that's also part of it. Is you know what's what does Chris Middleton look like come the end of the year? I mean, you you say it all the time when it comes to teams that you know are going to make the playoffs. They coast and coast and coast. And then when they have to turn it on, they have to turn it on. I mean, they were down by 17 points against the Knicks. And they they realized, they said, oh, okay, this is the fucking Knicks. We got to turn it on. We just got to fucking crush them. And we have to turn it on. And they did. They turned it on. Uh, It helped that Joe Ingles was... Pretty much the the Knicks thought that Joe Ingles was just a ghost and he was getting wide open looks from downtown whenever he 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 could. But I think I think the Bucks are a better team than you're giving them credit for. Uh Philadelphia, I'm not scared of. Yeah, I mean, I I'm a little afraid of Philadelphia because they have Joel Embiid. That's a matchup nightmare. It. That's it. Um, you, we know how James Harden does in, in pl- come playoff time. Yeah, about Embiid is the only thing that worries me with the 76ers. Outside of that, the team collectively, now they don't worry me. Uh, Cleveland is interesting. Cleveland is interesting. I think they are, they're a bench piece away for me really taking them super seriously. They're not, uh, I don't know. They're not at the level of the 76ers or the Bucs or the Nets, the Celtics, and, and a move isn't going to put them there. But if they can get, one really solid bench piece. Maybe they get someone that could be a four in their lineup. Maybe. Then I would start to take them really, really seriously that they can they can make a run. Because they are a very, very they're a good, they're a good team. They are a young team. And it's like that guy Donovan Mitchell, who who would have who would have thought that he would have uh he would have helped the team out. It just feels like to me that we're on a collision course in the Eastern Conference for a Knicks, uh, excuse me, a Nets Celtics Eastern Conference Finals with the sweep last year. Yeah, the KD trade request potentially maybe going to the Celtics. You have Kyrie every single time he goes back to Boston. It's a big deal. The Nets didn't have Ben Simmons last year. Steve Nash was the coach. It just feels like we're set up for a rematch between the two teams in an epic seven game series. I still wouldn't count out the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks are uh, uh, I'm are, counting king, them out. <laughs> are kings for for ruining the party. But let's let's transition to the Knicks. Twenty three and nineteen, looking good. I struggle to say anything really convincing about this team because, of course, is the New York Knicks, and I anticipate that they're going to rip my heart out eventually. But I look at all the top ten seeds in the East. Every single one has an above 500 record at home, except for the New York Knicks. That is something that I think over the course of the season is going to correct correct itself. And I think they'll be a better team than what their record suggests right now, but it's not going to be pretty. They're, They're probably a playoff team right now, Jake, but... They still they still need more pieces, and it'll be interesting to see what Leon Rose has up his sleeve as we get closer to the deadline, because honestly they need to do something, but what that something is, I don't really know. The Knicks are at the place right now in the NBA where you really don't want to be as screwed up as it sounds. They're not a contender and they're not bad enough to tank. Sure. But couldn't you say that about the Pacers? Could you say that about the Hawks? yeah, I mean the Pacers aren't really paying max dollars to anybody outside of they have to pay Miles Turner's is Miles Turner is up for an extension. They can trade him for assets. Um, Buddy Heald's in the last year of his contract, I believe. Yep. Who are they really? You know what I'm saying? Like those okay. are young. All right. How about how about how about the Chicago Bulls? Are they in the same boat? They need to blow. They, yep. The the Bulls the Bulls should blow it up. In my opinion, I've been yeah. on board with that. The Hawks, it's a little it, it's different because I think there's just a clear disconnect between the, the star player and the head coach, and that holds the team back. I don't think that could ever coexist and lead to winning. So um, I think the Hawks, you can leave out of this, but yeah, the bulls, the bulls should blow it up in my opinion. So what, what really is the move for the Knicks? Is it more, is it shedding salary? I don't think, I don't think they have, they have the pull to be getting anybody that's bought out in potential trades. Like, I don't think that that's something that they're going to, 
be able those to guys explore. look to go to a title contender. They're right. not they're not looking to go to the Knicks. Right. Um, what the Knicks honestly should do, in my opinion, is get rid of Julius Randle. I think now you can finally get rid of him. Somebody would take him. Get rid of that contract that opens up a max slot. You don't know what's going to happen with a guy like Trey Young or other stars around the league. Knicks are kind of like the Mets now, where it's always the next star is coming to New York, right? The net, the Mets. Oh well, Otani. So it was supposed to be Judge, right? Oh, and then no, 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 it's Correa. Oh no, 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 it's Otani and Machado next year. It's always going to be somebody else a year down the line. But eventually, the Knicks have to land one of these guys, and I hopefully missing out on Donovan Mitchell will wake up that front office, but. Um, I would get rid of Julius Randle right now. I would. I think you could finally get rid of him. You might even, you might, it might not even be a salary dump anymore. So uh, that's what I would do. And let Obi Toppin play it, who you couldn't trade. Who was so, who was so vital, who was so yep. vital and, and, and can't stay healthy. The, the thing with Randle that, how do you sell to your fan base? If you are a New York Knicks fan, how do you sell? the Knicks trading their leading score when they are a guaranteed spot in the Eastern Conference playoffs? Well, teams have done it before, and they still made the playoffs. Sure, sure. When the Nuggets, when the Nuggets traded Mello, yep. they still made the playoffs that year. Yep, they did. Um, You know, I would just sell it as we're not in a – it's just like you can kind of state the obvious. We're not as good as the top four teams in the East. We're not really close, I might add, to those other teams in the Eastern Conference. We're trying I to I wouldn't there. say they're that close to the Cavs, really. I think there's just a sizable gap, and you've seen it this year, right? Where The Knicks just don't beat – I feel like they just do not compete. Or they, they compete against them, but they ultimately don't win. Like we saw, they're up by 17 against the Bucks. Yep. You know, they went into the Barclays Center in the beginning. They didn't even show up. No, no. I, I just don't really see it with the Knicks, bro. Like, who is that star player that's going to take over a game for the New York Knicks? It's not Julius Randle. It was supposed to be R.J. Barrett. Jalen Brunson? Huh? Uh, Jalen Brunson, J- listen, I am. I have been the most anti-Jalen Brunson guy that there was coming into the year. Brunson thud his part. He's done his part. I feel like the Knicks had the same problem as the Nets did when they had, philosophically speaking, when they had KD, Kyrie, and Harden. You have three guys that want the ball. They're all lefties. And they're they're all lefty shooters. That's that's another part of it. But you have Brunson that wants the ball. You have RJ that wants the ball. And then you have Julius Randle that wants the ball. And obviously RJ um, out. But th- that's, that's the problem with this team is you don't have – you don't have something different. You don't. You don't have that 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 curveball that you could throw at teams. And, and that, that the guy right now they're trying to do that with Trey McBride. Like, no, yeah, right. No, Deuce McBride's not doing that. But let me tell you something, man. It's just tough in the NBA because you can't really get significantly better without tanking or without that star player via free agency. The Knicks are an attractive destination. They should be at least. Maybe they're not, but. Um, you know, somebody eventually will want to go there. And wouldn't you want to be in a position to make that happen? Like, let's say Devin, I mean, Devin Booker, who knows what's happening with him and the Suns. Don't look like that's going too well. No. That's an ideal guy to have. And Booker's a Leon Rose client. Yeah, there you go. I mean, we always thought that that would be the thing in free agency, right? And it always. just never materialized. Always. That it Knicks. was either it was either going to be Devin Booker or it was going to be Carl Anthony Towns. Those are the Nick. Let me ask you those just straight up. Do you think the sure. Knicks are winning a playoff series this year? Let's say, let's say they're the uh, they're the six seed, they would play the three seed. Let's say it's it's the Bucks, they're not beating them. No, let's no. say they're the five seed and they're playing the 76ers. The Sixers, they're not, I don't think the Knicks win that series. Probably not, but seven game a, series. Probably not. That's a much. That's a much harder thing, though. I mean, you got to remember, pretty much the same team minus Jalen Brunson didn't compete against the Hawks with Trey Young. Correct. So Correct. it's tough. It, no, it's, it's like it, they're, you know, it's a tough spot to be in. Yeah, but it's I don't fun know. To watch. It's a product, at least. They are playing a watchable brand of basketball, which is nice to say. Yes, and I think that what they're doing right now, is it enough to give Tom Thibodeau potentially another year? 
Maybe. Maybe. But the way the way in which the Knicks are, it's so streaky. And yep. that's not that's not sustainable. Something something has to correct itself at some point. And whether it's the home record that's gonna that's gonna correct itself and they become better at home, or it's that the overall record just flat out tanks. The Knicks maybe make it in as a play in or don't make the playoffs at all and they're in the lottery. Yeah. So something something feels like it's it's gonna something's gonna come to a head. I just don't know what that what that thing is. I also don't know if this is a year though that I really want to be in the lottery. Because this isn't from what I gather, this isn't the strongest draft year. It's either you're getting the number one pick and you're gambling yourself on when Baniyama or you're kind of sitting there and you're just kind of hoping that whatever you take is is it. And, and Jake has said this time and time again that ha- being a having a first round pick in the NBA draft means absolutely nothing. No. Hence why it's... hence why the Knicks are stockpiling all these first round picks with eyes of potentially trading them for something or to get contracts off of the books. I agree, man. Uh, I just, it, they're in a, they're in a tough, tough situation. Really? I mean, it's, it definitely could be worse, but yeah, it, it's, they're in a position like a lot of other teams. Like we've seen Portland in this situation, like Portland, when are they going to really start selling off pieces? I mean, I'll play for Portland. Yeah. I, I, I hear you, but still like, I feel like the, the Blazers have been in the same situation now for my entire life. It's just not good enough. Is Damian Lillard a piece the Knicks should explore? I I, I kind of Dam- don't think so. Damian Lillard strikes me as the guy that the Knicks will get when he's officially over the hill. Yes. Yes. Like 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 Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, Kemba Walker. Um, we think back, Tracy McGrady, Stephon Marbury was pretty over the hill when they got him. Sure. Guys like that. Amari so, uh, Stoudemire was hurt when the Knicks got him. I mean, Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. Uh, the list Derek goes Fisher. on and on. Derek, yeah. I mean, they've just. Just keep, keep running down the list. So let's go and very quickly predict wild card weekend. Um, Got to predict these super fast. And then we're going to be sort of done. So rapid fire. Wild card weekend. Let's start with Saturday. Seahawks, Niners. Jake, who do you got? Niners. I have the Niners. Chargers, Jaguars. Upset of the week. Give me the Jaguars. I have the Chargers. I have and the Chargers. Daily's fired. <laughs> Close. Close, but I have the Chargers. Dolphins and the Bills. 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 I think it's just a matter by how much do they win, yeah. not if they win. Uh, Giants and the Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings. I'm taking the Giants. Taking the Vikings. I'm taking the, the Giants. I'm gonna go, the Giants. I'm going to go with the better coach team there. And I think Dayball is, is, you know, having these guys play. They just played against the Vikings. So why not? Uh, Ravens and the Bengals. It's the Bengals. Close one, though. Close one, though. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Close one. I think the Bengals are going to freaking destroy them. Bengals. And then Cowboys and Bucks. I'm going to go with the Cowboys because Mike McCarthy has got to be coaching for his job on Sunday. Uh, I'm going with the Bucks. You have to. <laughs> I'm going with the Bucks. I'm I'm contractually obligated to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Buccaneers win uh, 31 to 23. Dak throws four picks. Tom Brady throws four touchdowns. Yeah. Okay. That's my that's my that's that's my pick. My pick. Absolutely, I'm not being pressured to make that selection. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Basement Talk Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. If you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a five-star review. And Jake and I will be doing these every week throughout the offseason. So make sure that you are tuned in where you can listen to the two of us just talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about that is relevant in the world. So for Jake, I am Bird. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.